with a little less than one month, I just want to do another quick reminder that the Uncharted movie will be a 62 on Rotten Tomatoes when it releases. I'm adding going to be if it's like mid to high 80s. I won't, if it's mid to high 80s, I won't be mad. No? No, because that means we got a decent Uncharted movie. Is there a high rated Rotten Tomato score movie that you do not like? And you do not agree with the rating? Yes. Um, Such as? I mean, I <laughs> I was never a big fan of Citizen Kane. You know, the best movie of all time. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. It's not like I sat through it and I was, you know, white knuckling through that movie either. So I was never a huge fan of The Godfather. Like, I get it. Yeah. That's a movie that objectively, I'm like, that was a good, a well-made film. But subjectively, I was like, I'm never watching that again. That was boring. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. There's certain things like that. I was like, I just didn't didn't like that. And then there's certain just genres that I'm not into. That is very common for that to happen. Like, I don't really like horror movies. So when there's same. a really well-rated horror movie, I'm still not going to like it. Yeah. I don't like horror yeah. movies. And same yeah. with, like, a lot of musicals. Um, <laughs> what? Every musical I... Because I didn't realize you had this... This hatred Intense for musicals hatred. until you brought it up on the podcast. <laughs> and now every time I see a musical scene or every time I see a musical in general, I just think of you. And I just like, oh, if if he saw this, he'd be so pissed right now. Yeah. It's like if I asked you, hey, Dubs, you seem kind of down. Are you OK? And you go, well, Chris, I just don't know. And like, just <laughs> Imagine the look I'd give you. <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you doing? That is the look that I give the TV screen when I'm watching those movies. <laughs> Most recently with Encanto. So uh, the, you, new, the new Disney movie. So uh, you do, hang on. So you, you've never had a theater friend kid? Like a, a theater? I did. Okay. I very much did. Uh, did you ever get more than one of them together? Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you remember that tweet you sent me of uh, the... <laughs> the theater kids at a Denny's sitting behind an elderly couple sharing what will eventually be their last meal together. You sent me this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. What was it? Hold on. Can we pause real quick so I can oh. show you and then we can talk about it? No, no, no. Just, just, just. And then I'll, 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 I'll say the exact thing for people to Google so they can pause uh, and watch it too. Pause. Okay. 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 So it doesn't exist anymore, but I just jogged your memory. You, you, yes. I'm, I now remember. We're back for the bridge. But it's, it's just that thing of like a bunch of musical theater kids get together and they it's just whoever can be as loud as possible gets the most attention of the night and that's what it is every single time i have some friends that i've worked with who are in theater and like i didn't know but then once i knew i should have realized that <laughs> they were theater kids the whole time and then uh my cousin who's like one of my best friends was a theater kid so i grew up around her and all of her theater friends and like they're just lovely friendly i love them they're so much fun, but so that. They are so that. <laughs> Theater kids is a real thing. Um, where were we going with this? Yes. Oh, so it's just the those musicals where people just break out and sing for little to no reason. It Like, it kind of triggers something there for me. Some, like, PTSD of just being, like, the quiet gaming kid who, like, got dragged out to a party. And everyone's just singing show tunes that I don't and know. And dancing. And dancing. Yep. dance. And I just have to smile and nod and say, ha ha, you guys are so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
yeah, it was it was never my thing. But I just don't like when um, when people break out into song to like have a conversation. So you didn't like Encanto? I liked it. So here's how I feel about Encanto. If we're going to talk about Encanto real quick, it was gorgeous. Did you see it? No. Visually, like stunning. I loved the story of it. I like how it had like a. It didn't have a very um, typical Disney story. There's a like. What's a typical Disney story? A, a villain. Villain, Good dead parents, person. yeah. Uh, things get really bad, and then they figure out what they need to do, and they, they do it, and they get help from the characters they met along the way, and then there's a big victorious ending. Or they realize that the bad guy was never so bad, they were just, they were they were on the wrong path, and then the bad guy ends up becoming the good guy or something okay. like that. It wasn't really like that. It was just yeah. like, um, this family's complicated, and things get really bad. But then at the end, we 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 it's it's family is all that matters, and it didn't have to be so complicated to begin with, and nothing's okay. really that bad because we still have each other. And it was just it was nice. Okay, the music in it is good. Was extremely good. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna good. say I've heard this is outpacing um, Frozen. Yes. Yeah. In terms of like popularity, plays. music that kids are glomming onto. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's a trend. It's yeah, trending yeah, yeah. to be. The, the music is extremely catchy and very good. Um, and like, it just very, like, they hit the, the aesthetic and the vibe and the culture that they were going for, like, right on the nose. Says me. I mean, I don't know. But <laughs> it felt very, like, authentic. unique and authentic and good. Okay. Um, the story was very cool. It looked very cool. Like, the world building, the mysticism of it. Like, do you know roughly what it's about? I do, with the house and everything. They have a magical house. I Each do. Each kid, when they become, like, 12 or 13, gets a magical power. power. Yeah. And the main character is a girl who just, whoops, you didn't get any magical powers. That sucks. And then something bad starts to happen, and she's the one who has to figure out what's going on. And, and the, like, the, the classic Disney story that you're expecting is, yeah. oh, she figures it out, and then she gets yeah. the help of everybody, and they, they find the secret power. She finds the secret power that was deep down within her. Or she does. Maybe she got a secret power the whole time, and she didn't realize it. And it's yeah. just like, it, 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 it was unexpected. What is the movie, the movie that everybody was like, this is this one of the saddest movies they've ever made? It's the uh, movie uh, with the, uh, no, it's the, it's the, the guitar playing kid. Uh, Coco? Yes, there yeah. you go. That's the one. <laughs> that one was good. I've heard that one's really, really good, but everybody's like, it's... I cried at the end of that one. It's so sad. It's sad, but it's it's extremely bittersweet. That's what always gets me. Is it like... It's not sad. Like inside out bittersweet? Y- yes. Oh. <laughs> 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 the ending of that one, when she... Re- like, oh, my God. So spoilers for Inside Out, but seriously, if you haven't seen Inside Out and you're a fan of like Pixar movies, go see Inside Out and don't listen for the next 30 seconds. But at the end, when sadness and joy make a new memory that's like joy sadness, and it's that... Oh my god. <laughs> and then she starts like happy crying but also sad crying and it's just like the crying of getting past it. Whoo! I wasn't expecting that. I saw that for the first time like 4 months ago or something. You just saw it? I very recently saw it. Dude, yeah. when her imaginary friend mm. sacrifices himself for her. Yep. Like, Don't forget me. What Bobo or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that was a huge like oh shit yeah it was, it was that was a really really good one Coco is very good very similar like extremely bittersweet yep of like ah oh, I wish I wish this could have been better but at least they got this uh, which mm. is really nice um 
but this one, it was the Encanto was just very unique, and it was also like it was so atypical of like there wasn't a normal ass conversation happening, and then they all of a sudden broke out into song. It was. They live in a magical house. Everybody has magical powers. The whole town sings all the time. And it's, like, very, like, goofy the way they sing. And it's very, like, fun. So it's Moana. It's like Moana, but Moana even did that for me. I could not enjoy Moana as much as I would have if it wasn't a musical. Really? Because there was no reason. When they get together and Maui's like, I'm Maui, I'm the god. You should be thankful for me. He just breaks out into song to have that conversation with her. That's that's a little weird. The big s- snail crab under the ocean yes. who sings about how he loves to be shiny and stuff yes. like that. That fit, I felt like. Yeah. But there's so much of it that didn't really. She like goes on an adventure on her big boat and she sings all the way through this storm. It's like fuck out of here. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You'd be crying. You gotta tap into into the child inside to enjoy those moments. Yeah, I will say. A movie that I watched recently that was a musical and I loved, which I think just goes to show that I love this person who directed it, was um, Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix with Andrew Garfield, which is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who directed Hamilton, which I know you have thoughts on. (laughs) You can't... You Okay, you... Cannot sit there in front of me yeah. and say, "Oh, I hate when they break out into song." Okay, and they then do say, it differently. "One of my favorite directors." <laughs> <laughs> Is this and then acclaimed name musical? drop that prick? You can't. You can't whoa, do it. You whoa, can't whoa, do it. Whoa, that's a little you can't strong. Do it. Sorry. So Sorry. here's strong why emotions. He, I he, did have that feeling with Hamilton of why are they singing all? Thank of these you. Songs? Okay, cool. So I we're did. on the same page there. Okay, but cool. when they cool. were, I don't know if you've seen it. The Disney. Disney Plus has Hamilton on it, like uh, with the original. You, you cast. think I'm, you think I'm going to watch Hamilton? I think you are. Yes. No. Okay. Well, Fucking no, whatever. I'm not watching Hamilton. The way they do the songs and like the set and everything like that is so different than like what a normal play or musical normally is like. Like the set spins around in a circle and stuff tell me, like that. tell me again. Yeah. You you said I remember you brought up on the podcast before. Yeah. You said a summary of Hamilton. Stop. Go ahead. <laughs> is hip hop history or historical <laughs> hip hop? Is that? I remember you saying that, and because I remember my reaction. My reaction was, "What? If, like Schoolhouse you, Rock style? Yes. Like what? What are you talking about?" The exact face for folks who want to witness the face that Dubs made when I told him that the rapping was actually kind of cool was if you Google Keanu Re- or um not Keanu uh Keenan Thompson doubt gif <laughs> and it's that gif where he just scrunches his face and raises his eyebrow uh really zoomed in is exactly what I saw on Dub's face and I kind of realized I was wrong but Tick Tick Boom is uh Andrew Garfield it's a musical about the guy who wrote Rent, which I will never watch Rent, because... You'll never watch Rent? No, because that's like, oh, man, we're poor. What are we going to do? Light my candle, bro. Have you seen Rent? Yeah, I've seen it live, like, twice. Is it good? Yes. Should I watch it? Yes. Okay, well, you should watch... Rent's, Rent's sad. Uh, oh, yeah. Rent's, bit, Rent's very uh, bittersweet. Spoilers. Tick, tick, boom is very sad, because it's about the life of the guy who made Rent, oh. which I don't know if you know the backstory of... Um, but he... I know that it is a theater kid's wet dream to see 
to see a situation like that of you're down and out you can you're never no, of like of like i want to i want to i want to see a musical of the guy who wrote the musical rent like that's the yeah. wet dream experience to see that so i'm gonna yeah. quickly and of course it's andrew garfield with his fucking face just <laughs> this fucking face his face just screams music like now that i know it's a musical it's just of course it is of course it's his it first is. uh musical he's never like sang in anything but it, his face is musical. It's yeah. already, you He's a very sweet-looking boy. You can already see it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, okay, anyway. So this guy, he uh, wrote, he worked on a play, a play that was going to be, like, his big play for, like, nine years. And he ended up, uh, like, being able to show it to a bunch of people, including Stephen Sondheim, who I'm sure you know. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know that guy. Being a huge musical theater fan. Um <laughs> He showed it to a bunch of people, and everybody said it was great. It was just something that nobody ever wanted to do. Spoilers. Uh, so it never went. It like never took off. Like it exists. The script exists, and people have done it since. Uh, and then he wrote like this. Just I forget exactly what they call it, but it's like a live rock monologue. I think is what they call it, where he's on a piano, he has a backing band, and he like ha- tells these stories to the audience, and then he like sings for part of it. He sings a song that sums up that chapter of his life, and he tells the stupid story of his life of how he's never going to make it big, and he's really depressed, and musical theater is stupid, and living in New York City and whatever. And that rock monologue is called Tick, Tick, Boom. And then he wrote Rent, and he started producing it, and it was it got picked up it was going to be extremely popular and the first like live performance of the show before it officially opened like the first per- live performance for the people who like backed it and the people who paid for it and the theater company and it whatever uh he died in his sleep the night before and then rent became one of the biggest musicals of yeah, all time of all time yeah <laughs> uh, and he never knew that so it's a really tragic and it happens to be Lin-Manuel Miranda's like inspiration for getting into musical theater because he loved Rent so much and then he learned yeah. about this guy's life and he's like I want to do that I want to do what he did and like take his mantle and whatever blah 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 so the Tick Tick Boom movie is that rock monologue but and that it jumps back and forth showing like telling a movie of those songs that he's singing on stage so like he sings a song about a time where he ran out of rent money and the electrical company threatened to turn off the power like that's a song he wrote about that event but then it shows that event in the past how it actually quote unquote actually happened and it's like a movie movie but then like it cuts back and forth to him on the stage singing it and then back to like the time when that's happening and he's like singing it while it's happening so it's like the one time where i was like okay lin-manuel miranda wrote an excuse for why he's breaking out into song because he wasn't actually it's just the the way they're showing it it's a music video it's a it's a music video of his really depressing life it's a album about his depressing life that's been made into a continuous music video yes that's what with long segments in between the songs of an actual movie yeah uh it was really good it was really really good andrew garfield was incredible yeah well he's very good but yeah um but anyway i really like that it's on netflix so it's like free probably because everybody has like their friends uh i but my time ain't free (laughs) (laughs) why are we talking about musicals this is not on the list because you're a big musical fan apparently you're a big fan you're endorsing it you're telling people to watch it you're telling people to go get it you're giving reviews singing in the rain can't you fucking love it man singing in the rain can't do it it's like man i'm tired I'm tired too. 
It's like, why are you singing that? You should, you no should see Rent. You should see Rent. Yeah, maybe I will. Rent's but. good. I went to Broadway a bunch when I was younger. My family would go as and treat like a family trip each year. Mm-hmm. We would go and see like Lion King, Rent, mm. um, uh, what's the Wicked stuff? Yeah, like that. sure. And I fucking hated going because <laughs> I didn't want to go into the city. You saw them on Broadway? Yes. Or like on Broadway, off Broadway? Yeah, on Broadway. Yeah, wow. Down into New York City and watch them while they were on Broadway. And here's the thing. The first one we saw was Lion King. Yep. <laughs> and I was going down. I was just, I don't want to see a fucking play. Yeah. You know, I would, I, I just, I just don't want to spend my time doing it. But you're a kid. You don't, you can't decide it. After the first act, I thought I'll give this a chance. <laughs> Yeah, because if you haven't seen Lion King on Broadway, I've seen like clips of how they do it and stuff like it's that. It's fucking insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> like there's like dudes wearing this huge giraffe costume walking. Up yeah, and down there's the like aisles. three people in a, in a costume walking it down aisles and shit, yeah. and people swinging, and yeah. it's like holy shit, what the fuck? It's like a like a Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, immersive experience. Giant animal costumes and yeah, yeah, and also when you see how they do the scenes, mm. like I remember when they did the Mufasa scene when he fell. Mm-hmm. The way they did the buffalo herd mm. was so cool. Yeah. The way they mimicked it. That's cool. With, with like the lights and like the way they were doing it behind in the foreground and background yeah. movements. It works so well. And I was just, this is really cool work, you know? Yeah. And that's when I started saying, I still don't like going to shows, <laughs> yeah. but I will give them a chance. Yeah, exactly. And then Wicked was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought Wicked was going to be a, a pile of shit, uh, to be blunt. <laughs> I was young, okay? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a pile of shit. I was 13, 14. I wasn't cultured. I didn't understand the I nuance think, of what I was going to see. I think you and I are in a very similar boat. We don't like musicals that are like musicals. We like musicals that like break the mold and like do some Lion King. I don't know. Shit. I don't know. Rent. I liked Rent a lot and Rent's 100% a template of a musical. Okay. <laughs> it's 100% a musical template. Yeah. But tr- trust me, the first time I heard uh, Light My Candle, I was kind of just laughing inside of just, what the fuck am I listening to? So <laughs> What's that from? It's from Rent. It's from Rent. It's a song. It's a famous song from Rent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want you and I to go see Cats. <laughs> no, I would not see fucking Cats. No, the, the show, the musical. Yeah. I'm, not the movie. Yes. I will not see fucking cats. Or we could see the movie. No, I will not see either. No, 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 no. Right. Um. <laughs> anyways, Rent's a good... At least Rent's good. Yeah, sure. Rent's good. But it's just... For me, Rent's the one breakout of... It is a 100% musical. 100% the thing that you would say that you don't like. But I like it. Sure. Just because the way the story is told and the it's characters, it's a very good story. It's a very good story. The characters are very likable, and it's just—it's also just—it's not—it's a—it's a bittersweet play. Yeah, it's not supposed to be this up like the other thing. Super that's positive. interesting about Tick Tick Boom that you might like if you really like the story of Rent. The story of Rent is based on his life, which is the life that they show in the movie Tick Tick Boom. That's cool, but so. I saw Rent, so I kind of got that template, <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> Touche, touche. Uh, do you know what I saw? <laughs> That's like me saying, you like Star Wars, right? So there's this book called Star Journeys, which is about this guy who essentially writes the story of Star Wars. 
so it's like if you love Star Wars, it's it's him writing that, and it's based it's, off of his experience right, and his exactly. imagination of playing with his toys yeah. and coming up with this universe. It's really cool. You should watch it. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't it's know, about man. This, I got this guy who drives around with his best friend, the furry dog, in the passenger seat. <laughs> It's inspired by Han and Chewbacca. You would really like it. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I know, I've seen I got, Star Wars. So I got good. nine movies of the Skywalker saga. I'm good. Like, I'm okay. Speaking of Star Wars, well, maybe you shouldn't speak about Boba Fett yet because I'm one episode ahead of you. But we need to touch base on it because we, we we missed, in full disclosure, we missed uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, which uh, we can we, talk about it for one minute now. We, we can talk. Was, I mean, we didn't miss it. We didn't miss it in the sense we didn't watch it. We, we, you and I stayed up to date on it. We just forgot to talk about it. Yeah, we had a lot of other things to talk and about. And I think that in itself is a message about Hawkeye. It was good and forgettable. <laughs> it was. It was fine. It was good. Did you like it? It was fine. I liked the energy of it. It was fine. Yeah. It was just very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was very comic booky. It was very comic booky, which I really liked because it's it was apparently incredibly heavily inspired by the comic book. Uh, I forget which comic book, but but it was just like, so comic booky, like the LARPers and all this shit. Coming. That was like I I think we need that. Like after Endgame, each thing seems to be, with the exception of like Loki, seems to be like dialing down the scale, like down, 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 down. Well, except for. Well, I mean, I guess not anymore, but because I'm also thinking like mm, Eternals <laughs> didn't really dial down the scale. Nope. No. Eternals uh, Shang-Chi didn't, Chi. didn't <laughs> dial that down. <laughs> All right. So maybe not. But there were a few things. Spider-Man fucking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'll just go kill myself. But um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Black yep. Widow. Yeah. There have been some things that dial down the scale. Um, even... Uh, WandaVision to an extent was just like there's some magic-y bullshit that she gets into I, I did the like the fact that they um, what's her name was in it uh, Yelena yes yeah I did like the fact that Yelena was in it yeah that was my, so here's the thing and this is actually this is props to Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. I think Jeremy Renner is very good mm-hmm. at acting mm-hmm. he's I think he's a very good actor so his scenes his serious scenes are so fucking good yeah and I I almost don't like him being in non-serious scenes because yeah, he can kind of be the comic relief of the guy of like, yeah, I'm the bone arrow guy and Iron Man's flying around and Thor's a little, a literal God. And yeah, yeah. but like that's a different situation when it's just him and he's being serious. I like that Hawkeye yeah, because that Jeremy Renner just does such a good job of it. The, The whole scene when he's, when he's trying not to explain just, you see me as a hero. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you don't realize that I I'm, I used to be an assassin. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, kind exactly. of are forgetting this this very important detail of just I killed a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Both as Ronan and just being Hawkeye. Yeah, as, you, as Barton. It's, yeah, it's just, oh, no, you're a oh, Barton. I should say Barton. But just, oh, you're you're Hawkeye, though. Ha. Just, and he's just, <laughs> he's there in the, in the chair just looking at her just, yep. <laughs> kid you don't know nothing kid exactly, yeah, exactly. and I, I know that was the point to have that that kind of uh uh, uh conflict yeah you know the, the entire different view um that we could see yeah but i liked i like jeremy renner being the serious hawkeye yeah i think he's great i do th- i agree i think he's a better uh dramatic actor than a comedic actor but yeah. there are certain things like even the like what you mentioned like we're on a floating city 
We're fighting an army of robots, and I got a bow and arrow. Nothing makes sense, and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's all because he's so serious all the time that it's, yes. it's funny when he, like, breaks a little bit. It's almost like when we push my dad's buttons enough to make him chuckle. It's so fucking funny because yes. he's serious all the time. But, but like, when you have a, sh- a show like that where everything is fucking goofy yeah. besides him, yeah, and then you make him try to, like, be in this goofiness, it's just don't make him, like bend into this it's just so serious guy the comic relief in a show that's about comic relief yeah where everything is fucking goofy yeah and that's the thing i didn't like was just how fucking comic book goofy every single thing was yeah you know what i mean and but i I, my favorite scene was him talking um when it's finally them fighting on the ice yeah and him just being just open and defeated emotionally raw Uh, (laughs) raw uh, uh, (laughs) you know with yelena right yeah with yelena and just being completely open about the situation yeah you know what Which I, mean? I thought that whole scene, like the last few episodes of the show, and that scene in particular, was like the way better send off to uh, Natasha than we got in Endgame or Black Widow. True. Like that was that was perfect. Yes. That like shut the book on Black Widow. And that's because Jeremy Renner does the serious, yeah, the serious part so well. <laughs> and Florence Pugh, she did a really good job too. Yeah. But that's that's what I want from it. Like I don't know. I feel like after. After Infinity War, yeah, it's kind of just I um I don't know I, I understand there's some funny parts yeah. at times, but it's just these characters have been through so much yeah I can't see them being so lighthearted anymore about <laughs> shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's like we've gone through like COVID, and they're more lighthearted than we are, and yeah. they went through Thanos for yes. five years, and it's just it's just I I I that's the thing that throws me off about the whole show so it was fine and i say that because it was off and the i was off on the show the entire time because mm-hmm. i was just why is it i understand it's goofy because they want to make it like the comic books but it is so fucking goofy and you have such a dramatic actor in jeremy renner who's so good at it yeah and it's just it's i i keep having this conversation with my friend at work of like I think the farther and farther into the MCU we get, the more we need to disconnect each thing we're watching from the other things that we watched. Because the the plot holes become, like, exponentially higher. What what do you mean plot holes? uh, By the time Hawkeye and Spider-Man happened, there was a giant celestial hand sticking out of the Pacific Ocean. And, like, nobody referenced it. And it's like, yeah, because that didn't have anything to do with this story. You just have to take this story for what it is. And it's like, there's so many things of, like, plot holes of, well, this can't happen. Well, like, why didn't Doctor Strange show up in WandaVision? Wouldn't he have known about but all he, that? But they addressed that in the trailer. Yeah, they did. They they, they addressed that. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about that. Yeah, I don't care about New Jersey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, I mean, that's the, the answer that they have to give for the people who will poke holes in why didn't he show up. Which I do think is valid if you're looking at it as one big continuous story where you didn't have to hire Benedict Cumberbatch for millions of dollars to show up in a TV show. Yeah, but it also makes sense about how uh, you found out in Spider-Man. He goes, oh, I'm no longer the guy. The Sorcerer Supreme. But then, yeah. like, why didn't Wong show up? But... Like, that's what I mean. You just have to... Well, it's not about Doctor Strange. It's about WandaVision. So we're just going to look at what we have. I guess. But I'm talking more about just the character arc of what we've been seeing through the stories. Yeah. I'm not saying so much of, like, the universe. So much more of everything. And they kind of did. Hawkeye's uh, hearing going because of all the shit he's been through. Yeah, which, quick quick side note, with uh, uh, I have a deaf dad, and I loved that. You I it? think this might be like the first Marvel thing in a while that I am able to get him to watch. He watched Iron Man 1, 
Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's all he's seen. Um, and I'm trying to like get him to watch more because I want him to experience Endgame. Like that's <laughs> it's something he enjoys like Game of Thrones and Star Wars and stuff like that. And it's like I, you, this is a unique movie experience, and he doesn't know like what happens in Endgame and why it's was the biggest movie of all time. But, like I want him to experience like look at all this work you put in to watch all these movies and look at this massive payoff. Yeah, that like you'll never experience again in any other movie. But besides that, I think this is a small enough, disconnected enough thing where it's like you could watch this and get. That. So he hasn't watched it yet. He hasn't watched it. Okay. And the the more the season went on, I was like, okay, you might need to watch like Endgame because that's mm. Ronan is a huge part of the story, right? And he wouldn't really get the depth of like, oh, he got fucked up when yeah. the, the blip was happening. Oh yeah, and he lost his family. He and lost shit. his yeah. family. He went full murder. Yeah, uh, murder every bad guy. But yeah, anyway, that was Hawkeye. That was like <laughs> weeks ago. But to touch on Boba Fett. Bucket Boba. So you've seen three episodes. I've seen four episodes. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts so far? I really like it. Yeah. I know we kind of spoiled the conversation a little bit earlier today. Yeah. uh, But I really, really like the fact that as a fan, Mm. I consider myself a Star Wars fan, I like the gaps of the story that it's filling that we've always talked about and read in comic books and picked up through like anecdotes and 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 the stories and the books yeah that came out after the movies about Boba Fett and I used to not like Boba Fett mainly because he handed Han over to Jabba but also because there was that weird um I don't want to say cult but this weird obsession with Boba Fett oh yeah back before Boba Fett became you know TV show, right? Yeah. About, oh, it's Boba Fett. Boba Fett's just a badass. It's just, what are you talking about? He's a bounty hunter. There's there's so many bounty hunters out there. Like, there's a lot of cool ones, but like, what is it about Boba Fett that's so neat? Yeah. And I don't know if it's people thought he was mysterious or they liked his armor. I never got the appeal of him, but I always understood the concept behind more of the fact that he was one of the very last Mandalorians alive. Hmm. And the Mandalorian lore was always more impressive to me about, well, he's one of the fiercest, the Mandalorians were the fiercest warriors of their time and the galaxy and this and that. And they were conquerors and they were so vicious and this and that. And that was the mystique about why he was so silent because it was just, he's a Mandalorian and he's just on the verge of fucking everybody up at any any minute's notice because he's a Mandalorian. Yeah. That's how I looked at it. And this story is showing so much into who he is yeah as like a person as a person yeah which i think is mind-blowing yeah to me yes i think that's a really good point i so just to set the bar of like where i sit on it after we talked about it by the way you kind of opened my mind up to like look at the show as a bigger picture i really like a lot of those like like holes that it's filling like the gaps in the lore the gaps in the lore or just like expanding on the lore in certain places. Like I love what they did with the Tuscan Raiders. Like they humanized them. They made it like, they're basically like native Americans. In yes. the show. Like they, we always thought they were like savages and yeah. like yeah. Luke was afraid of them. And Anakin literally used the term slaughter for when he like killed them. He yes. just said like, I slaughtered them like animals or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, 
that's kind of all they were. And then he gets essentially kidnapped by them, but then like taken into their tribe and like, they're really rad. <laughs> like they're really <laughs> cool people. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like that. We got a little bit of that in the Mandalorian where the, you find out that they like use sign language and stuff like that, which I also thought was really cool. And they helped him a little bit. Um, and like they had mutual, uh, interests. So they like helped each other out, but like straight up, they are the good guys in this, which I thought was super cool. Also, uh, similar to that, they did the same thing with the Rancor. Of, like, he gets a pet Rancor, and he's, like, just a little sweetheart. Right, <laughs> but, that, like, but, but that's another thing. Um, in the books and comic books, they show that Rancors are... They're just native on this planet, and yeah. they're not these brutes that you, we think because of what we saw in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the Pitbull Rottweiler effect of, like, yeah. everybody thinks they're nasty. It's like, well, no, when you train them to fight yeah they, dogs. yeah so they, they they fit they filled that hole in for us yeah. because we were everybody was just saying was nerds are right like the the nerds for it are thinking well you know if you think about the background of them of what what we've seen at least what's, what's been put together it's not what we think yeah and then they even name dropped the witches of dathomir Ugh. which is fucking rad yeah that got me oh. a little juiced <laughs> yeah right that's fucking rad that they do that the witches of dathomir used to ride these yes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> my, my uh when we were talking about it at work one of my coworkers was like could you imagine seeing one of the witches of dathomir riding a rancor towards you it's like you're gonna die i'm dead <laughs> you're gonna die completely yes <laughs> especially if you're on dathomir it fucking looks horrible anyways like on top of it, it looks horrible dathomir is a horrible place there is a book, and I remember I have I have it. It's in the basement at my at my, at my family's house. Luke Lance he finds Dathomir. Oh, and in the books when he's a Jedi Master and he has his academy, he goes to find Dathomir to find scriptures, mm -hmm. and he lands on Dathomir, and the spirits of the witches still exist on Dathomir, mm -hmm. and it's really cool how it explains his experience on Dathomir. It's fucking horrible it's like hell <laughs> yeah it's like sapping his energy and anytime yeah. he has like light or heat it gets pulled away from him and there's yeah. like cold spirits that are trying to like drag him into the earth or it's earth nasty, grab him. it's yeah it's, it's like a sh really shitty place to begin with you know what i mean it's just not a great they spot have witches and darth maul and rancors <laughs> <laughs> yeah just not a great spot um but yeah it's just I, I like watching it because of that. That's so cool that they're doing that because like like you already touched base on it's it's humanizing so much lore for uh, the Raiders, right? The Sand People. Yeah. It's so that's so cool to see. Um, that's one, and then the other one is also I like how it's showing. Also, just from a a story uh, a, a story perspective, how it's showing the what's happening and what's been happening on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Tatooine was such a focal point. Yeah. In the original trilogy. And, and the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, not necessarily the sequels, not at all the sequels now that I think of it. But, but it was still like a desert planet. It's an extremely important, it. important place to Star Wars. Yeah. And yeah. it's just so cool to see more of the lore. They're, they're, they're finally not just hanging out on Mos Eisley. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's more than just that. Yeah. Um, they showed the huts, yep. which in the Clone Wars, there's a lot with the huts. Yep. In comparison, oh, yeah. in comparison to the movies, and to see now more of the huts being involved is really cool, and more of them. Like those are new huts. I don't think we knew about the twins at all in the Clone Wars. No, I don't think they're characters. They're I just don't think they were new different huts. We because there were a lot of huts in the Clone Wars, and none of them were the twins. So yes. that's interesting that 
we didn't just get oh it's that one from the clone wars shows up it's like more like even more of them <laughs> like, yeah they keep expanding yeah yeah i like that too so i think it's i think it's really cool um I like the the whole power vacuum story. Like I like the modern That's really day story neat, right? of like the crime bosses, and it's very like mafia. The corrupt mayor, exactly the corrupt mayor, and I like the the major domo. Uh, like the way he talks and he's like very uh, he doesn't want to anger you or upset you but the things that he's going to say while he's saying all these nice words are like super backhanded and extremely insulting <laughs> but like he says it with a smile and very eloquently which I really loved um, I really dislike the kids the the mod gang the, yes I hate them I don't so mind now we them. can get into the parts we don't like. I don't mind the individuals. <laughs> I really mind their their bikes. The incredibly slow, perfectly shiny, while you live on a windy sand planet, scooters. Why do I have 1930s and 40s muscle car colored uh, mopeds With without mirrors? Wheels, with <laughs> yeah. eight times the amount of mirrors you need. Yeah. So it looks quote unquote like futuristic and punky. Yeah. Um, on it's Tatooine. Just, yeah, it's just cyberpunk crammed. I, so, yeah, the on Tatooine is the part that I don't buy. There is there is no color <laughs> on in Star Wars for ships almost ever. There is red to, sim, to signify, like, diplomacy, right? Yeah. And then I think for X-Wings and Y-Wings and just the, the Republic's uh, fighter squadrons, they do it by squadron. They color code. Gold yeah, squadron, like red, red squadron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's it. And yeah. even those, they're not vibrant and they're just worn out. They have stripes and they're worn out. Exactly. Yes. But here we have tattooing. Shiny. <laughs> which is. Shiny. Yeah. A litter. They, you live in a sand blaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is a windy, sandy. There are two suns. Yeah. <laughs> nope, those clear coats are immaculate. They oh my never God. decay. The clear coat is like a half an inch thick. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, and it, it's also poor. Like they couldn't afford water, but they have souped up shiny clean vespas yes. <laughs> and like bionic eyes and feet and things like and that. And also, for some reason, they looked so slow. Yeah, oh yeah well i was actually i was talking to your girlfriend downstairs after you came up to change um that's like i saw an excuse essentially is what it was of you know how they they film the mandalorian and boba fett and how they're gonna film obi-wan is like they don't do a green screen they like literally cgi map the environment that they want the characters to stand in and they put it on like an 80 foot tv screen Oh, that's cool. Uh, you got to watch this video. That's really it's cool. It's so cool. That's if, cool. If you look up like behind the scenes Mandalorian um, set or something like that, you'll see how it works. It's really like a wraparound widescreen uh, curved like television screen. That's that is so, HD. That, that's going to be so fun to act in though. Yeah, exactly. To be uh, Pedro Pascal is like, it's like cheating. Like you yeah. go there and you're standing on tattooing. Yeah. Like the, you, there's no imagination needed. <laughs> like yes. it takes away. The, <laughs> yeah. You're not talking to a tennis ball floating in green space. Like you look behind you and there's a bantha walking past <laughs> you through the desert. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and that's it's synced so up cool. to the camera. So like they plan their shots ahead of time. So when the camera swings, the TV like moves to actually show what it's, it's really incredible so the way cool. it works. Disney they, dollars, baby. Disney dollars. Disney dollars. But they filmed a chase scene in front of it, which uh, just didn't work. Because no. you have to be like, they were stationary and just moving. And like they, they like animated the background or whatever to, to fly past. But like it just didn't look fast enough. It didn't look fast enough. It was very enough. boring. It went on for way too long. I 
half appreciate how how many kind fruit of carts cheesy and like classic chase scene like they drove through the fruit carts they literally drove through a painting like two people carrying a big painting like that was so tongue-in-cheek and then he crashes in a fruit cart and like stuff lands water on the side. It's like yeah. i almost like appreciated that um because it's like yeah okay cool we got a classic chase scene in star wars but it sucked <laughs> it was just so slow and boring so like that whole second half of that episode like i finished that episode and i was i turned to my girlfriend and said that was bad that was a bad episode of tv the 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 scooter scene um was it, it dragged it down yeah the Fourth episode, fourth episode, I won't talk about too much, but it did continue a thing that I'm not loving about the show, which is everything besides the main character, I think is pretty cool. And the the scooter gang. I so you don't you of. don't like Boba. I'm not a huge fan of Boba Fett in this Why? show. And Why? So you talked about it earlier, but like the I I appreciated Boba Fett. I think he's super cool. Um, the the his armor is really cool, uh, and it's like very seventies look. Like he's wearing like a white jumper underneath, yep. and he's got like the really worn down, dented armor. Um, but it's like a very cool look. He had like the braid of uh, Wookie hair on his thing, and he has like patches. Who knows what they mean? He's a Mandalorian. That's very mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says like five lines in the two movies that he's in, and he's he always has his gun. And there's that one scene that like sells how cool he is for me. When Luke is sneaking into Cloud City and Boba Fett walks past a hallway and Luke like hides, he hides around a corner and Boba Fett walks, stops, turns his head a little bit and then keeps walking. And you're like, huh, he must have not hurt him. And then Luke goes around the corner and Boba Fett comes out and starts shooting. And it's like, if you don't think about it too hard, it's just like, oh, Boba Fett's there. But Boba Fett knew he was there. And kept walking, acting like he didn't know he was there, and then came out and ambushed him. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's really good at his job. He's he's a bad. He's the best bounty hunter in the, in the galaxy. And that's the other thing. Like yeah. he was always just described as the best bounty hunter. He's the most feared bounty hunter. Um, Han is really afraid of him. Han is so cool, and if he's afraid of Boba Fett, and, like, and he has a cool voice too. And that's that's kind of it. And he has a jetpack and a rocket launcher that we never see. And a flamethrower. And a, flame, and a like grapple he's, hook. He's got a cool kit. Like yeah. he's just a cool dude. But I wasn't like obsessed about him. Like a lot of Boba Fett fans are. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Obsessed is the right word. Yeah, exactly. It's like what we've seen about him is cool. But we've seen a lot more of like Han Solo, and all of it is cool. So I prefer <laughs> Han Solo and stuff like that. Uh, and like. We just got glimpses of them. And I think it's that thing that, like, horror movies do really well, like Jaws and Alien, where they don't show the monster, because then you fill in the rest with your imagination, and it's as scary as your brain fills it's it out It's the buildup of be. anticipation of the monster. Exactly. And it's like, you don't really know what the whole shark looks like. You've just seen, like, hints of it, and you're like, fuck, that's got to be the scariest shark in the world. Where it's like, Boba Fett, we've just seen hints of him, and he's like, he's got to be the coolest person in the world. Where I kind of had that, although I wasn't obsessed with him, it's like, he's probably a super huge badass. I want to see more of what he does. And then in episode two, uh, we get him as a snotlose little punk kid. <laughs> with, his, with his very cool dad. Django. Django Fett was awesome. 
Uh, and then like he takes his his dad's armor and his ship and he becomes this bounty hunter and he's like grizzled and he's even better. He's even more feared than Jango Fett. And, like he's a clone of Jango Fett who is like the best bounty hunter at that time, which is why the whole clone army was built off of Jango Fett. And like that kind of adds to the lore. A lot of people didn't like that he was a clone. It's like, well, he's not a little Mandalorian. He's not really Mandalorian. Whatever. His dad probably was. So whatever. Yeah, his dad was. But then this He's a moron. <laughs> How is he a moron? That sucks. How is he a moron? He's lost every fight that he's been in. Granted, he's super injured. He's yes, still he getting cr- over. He crawled out of a Sarlacc pit. That was awesome. Which nobody has known to be yeah, able to do that. Known. That was awesome. That was so cool. Uh, I also will say he was super cool in The Mandalorian. It's like, oh my god, they're bringing Boba Fett back in The yeah, Mandalorian. That That's pretty, awesome. Yeah. And every scene he was in, he crushed it. Yes. And like even when he wasn't wearing the helmet, when he's just wearing like the Tuscan Raider outfit, yeah. and he had a Jaffe stick, and you're like, "What? He's a Tuscan Raider now?" Yeah. And then you kind of fill in the blanks. You're like maybe when he got out of the Solid Pit on Tatooine, you know, Tuscan Raiders, he hung out with them for a little while, learned some of their ways, and that is what happened. But they now showed we're it. it, was it cool. Yeah. But he was a badass in that. And then in this, he's just been kind of bumbling around, not really succeeding at anything which i get, we're halfway through the season so there's an arc there and yeah. he's still healing in the back to tank every night which they've made very clear he needs he is in the back to tank a <laughs> lot <laughs> yeah I, I think people don't realize it's like back to is essentially like magic yeah like magic you put somebody healing. in a back to tank and they get brought back to full health tylenol water <laughs> yeah it's no it's it's more like it's just like it's magic water yeah it's, right it's, it's just you, he floats it's a sense you bean ten cells it's a sense you bean you yeah. know what a sense you bean is uh, from dragon ball z yeah yeah, yeah exactly i got you a sense you bean goku like yeah. it, it's it's one of those it's just liquid that's filled with stem cells <laughs> yeah basically and it's it it, it heals you to 100 percent health. yeah he needs it every night yeah <laughs> For the whole night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it's just, he's, yeah, yeah. So when he gets fully healed from his sense of bean water, I am excited. I hope that he becomes the badass that I wish he was. Well, I think it's also, he even said it. He said, I will not rule with fear. I will be a ruler with respect. Yeah. I'll be a crime lord who who, who runs on respect. And but, that will be more profitable. Right. And I don't think he's going to do that <clears throat> to, like, the other crime bosses or the people of Mos Espa. But the Pikes, who are, like, messing with the Tusken Raiders and killed his Tusken Raiders and are, like, messing with the planet. And they're, he, there's fears that they'll eventually take over the whole planet unless, like, they do something against it. He could get really badass fighting with them, which I really hope we see. Uh, I think, I think he, we're just building to that. It's a very slow yes. build to that, but we I, have to see him bumble around for a few episodes. I don't think he's bumbling around. I just, I think he's doing something he's never done before, being yeah. a crime lord. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah, he's a, and don't forget, like, like, and you saw it when he, I, I forgot who he spoke to, but he was, he was saying, "I am Boba Fett." <laughs> for a while, he sure has said that yeah. in the show. No, because for a while, back before, like. Back in his prime, when it was the original trilogy era, yeah, he was able to just. It was just you know, Boba Fett is. A, there's a Boba Fett's hunting gear. Yeah, and it's just brand recognition. I'm fucked. Yeah, exactly. It's just I might as well just <laughs> kill myself <laughs> or just <laughs> turn myself That's in. That's like fighting a witch of Dathomir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just <laughs> because it was just Boba Fett will find you and Boba Fett will kill you or get you and yeah. you will not stop that. Yeah. So his name was was. Like you were saying with Han, fear. it's a yeah. feared name. Yeah. So he's obviously it's been so long, people have forgotten the 
the prevalence of that name for yeah. the most part because most people are not fearing him or they're not fearing him as a crime lord. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because a lot of people thought he would rule as most crime lords rule with fear. Yeah. But if he does... Which I also think that part's cool. No, I was going to say, but like if you think about the Mandalorian way, it's about honor and it's about like respect and it's, it's about, you know... Um, dying on your shield and all this other shit but then yeah. it's like but he also took his helmet off and that's another rule that they say mandalorian don't do and all this shit i don't know I don't yeah know. i don't know but i like it because it's humanizing the guy that i thought was just this robotic warrior killing machine yeah ti-88 yeah you know who is literally uh, uh I- ig oh i'm sorry that's yeah. a calculator brand yes yeah. yeah, sorry <laughs> i've been uh, i've been looking at new gpus so sorry um i've been thinking about <laughs> 3000 series. Um, <laughs> yeah, IG88, uh, where you have, you know, a, a literal killing machine. Yeah. You know, which we saw, we saw a version of that in, um, in Mandalorian. Mando, yeah. Which I, I but speaking of the, the badass bounty hunters from like the bounty hunter scene of uh, Empire Strikes Back, IG88 was my favorite of that yeah. lineup. Because, like, oh, they got a fucking robot. He's <laughs> like a tin can and he's like a bounty hunter who's got like a cone with nothing but sensors and eyes everywhere. Yep. Just like, I was like, I bet he's cool. He probably looks pretty clunky though. And then Mandalorian was like, hey, bud, check this out. <laughs> Just, 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 oh a spinning top of death. Yeah, just oh my god. Yeah. Just the arms just going backwards. Yeah, just like spinning around, yeah. eyes like going around. Just also voiced by Taika Waititi. Yeah, <laughs> like just that. That was like my moment of like bounty hunter fan service. Yes. Um, which I honestly, I hope we get more because like, that was another cool thing we be. wanted to see. 88 fight like that yeah exactly like, oh, how does he actually fight because also in empire right he was very stick figurey yeah he just walked like a robot yeah so it's just like very stick figurey forward backwards motion yeah it's like how how is that thing a feared bounty hunter and then you see <laughs> the ig11 <laughs> yeah just spinning top of death yeah yep just, um so cool and i hope we see um i don't know like who which of those bounty hunters are still alive but it, how cool it'd be to see like dengar or zuckus or Bosch, bosk yeah. or yeah yeah that'd be so cool to see them show up in boba or cad bane yes i mean oh old ass cad bane old, is still around maybe old baby. old cad bane um <laughs> i wonder if they're like that's the other thing i wonder they kind of showed the hand with the pikes but i wonder I was thinking about that yeah. when the huts were saying, oh, it's not worth the trouble. It's bad for business. Yeah. It's just, okay, so what's going on here? Yeah. Like, who's they also left the fucking planet. <laughs> so like, why would they just up and leave? Like, I think they might know something's about to pop off. Uh, and like, there's all these hints of like, the mayor is like, shouldn't you find out who sent the guy to kill you in the first place? And yeah. stuff like, like there's, there's more bubbling beneath the surface, which I'm still very excited about the show, but there's been some like real downers in the last two episodes for me where it's just like, oh, God, <laughs> I, would like, you like it more if, if he was the Boba Fett from Mandalorian? Yes. If he's just an, so just a fucking stone cold killer. Just I would love, people. I would love if it were flashback Mandalorian injured as hell like barely getting by but learning the tuscan like exactly what we saw um like he's he's in a rough shape um but then like future like crime boss mando is like very like i'm gonna be fair but don't fuck with me <laughs> like we're gonna this is gonna be a diplomacy i'm gonna rule with respect not fear and then someone like tries to backstab him and he absolutely fucks him up <laughs> Like that's what I would love to see. Grapple and, like, hooks and pulls him into a, like a sword. Just, <laughs> just, 
Yeah, like Mando uh, episode one, like the first scene, he like pulls the guy through the door and yeah. it closes on him and cuts him in half. It's like, fuck yeah. yeah. That's, like the, I've seen a lot of good excuses as to why Boba Fett isn't as badass as he could have been given like the backstory like and the what? lore that we know about like him. Like what? Like, he's super injured. He's and, extremely like, injured, He's yeah. doing things that he's never done before. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's that's a good point. They could have just not written it like that, though. Like, they could have just had him be a ruthless badass. I will say this. In the scene where the assassins tried to kill him in, in the courtyard... So frustrating. <laughs> I, was, I did think that. I did think, oh, they're fucked. And then they were just, like, buff, like bumping him with their shields. And I was just... He's falling down. He's like, eh, stop! <laughs> It's like, what the hell? <laughs> I was just thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, he has his suit, though. Yeah. <laughs> he has a jetpack. He has Beskar. He has all of his equipment. Yep. I don't understand the concern. They're in a circle around him on the ground, and he has a jetpack that could go up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why doesn't he just leave? I was thinking that. I was, and, I, I was frustrated by that scene, because I was thinking, there's no way I think this would ever have happened with Boba Fett from the original trilogy. Pre-Sarlacc. First of all, I don't think anybody would have tried it. Yeah. I think they would have been like, nope, not yep. not fucking with this guy. Yeah. But also, I think it's a matter of... Um, I think maybe it was more... Ruth- I think that's maybe what they're trying to show. After his stint with the Tusken Raiders, he is now... Not softer, but he's more compassionate. Yeah. I perhaps think that's what they're trying to show, that that changed him as a person. He learned the power of, like, community, essentially. Yes. Is, like... Yes. Yeah. Community, he he learned... Uh, yeah. 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 Um, the other thing that I'm also excited for, like, there's a lot of seeds that have been planted that I'm excited for, is we've gotten a lot of flashbacks to him on Camino, like, as a kid. Yes. And, like, holding his dad's helmet. And, like, it hasn't I'm really genocious. led anywhere yet. Yeah. And I hope it does. Like, I hope we get some cool, like throwback backstory maybe um or find something out about that um and like like, like what well, like how he i don't know like why are they, why do they keep showing us him on camino and like they see his dad flying away and the, i don't know maybe they just show that he's been alone all this time i guess is kind of what they're getting at he's holding his dad's helmet as maybe dad's dad. yeah maybe that's his dad flying away all the time that's a good point he grew up alone he was always a loner and now he has these tuscan raiders maybe is what it was it was to show the importance of the community that he found yeah that took exactly him in. now he, he it changed him like he was always this kind of boba fett and then he met the tuscan raiders and now he's this kind of boba fett that's what I think the Tuscan Raider stage was. Yeah. It's to show how he's been transformed. Yeah, it's like I a think. metamorphosis. Yeah, because because even as a ruler, um I forgot her name. What's what's his second in command? Uh Fennec Shand. Yes. Yeah. She's always just well, no, you should you should, this is when you kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No. Nope, not oh, the way I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to do it." She yeah. she goes, Ugh. "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's the that's that's what we're, they're trying to put in of just he's not the ruthless bounty hunter anymore. Yeah, he's completely different. So yeah, I mean, I do think we're gonna have the, we're gonna have the come up at scene of him fucking people up. Yeah, well, like I, when he needs to, when he's at I, his I wit's th- end. Yes, I think it's gonna be just your back. You're like, this is it. What are you gonna do? And he yeah. goes, 
all right and you just like everything, everything turns on and it's just oh shit and like his, i just i just <laughs> want him to flick his visor down his targeting like his targeting uh like thing comes down yeah. and it's just oh shit and this then he is just, the moment when he knew he fucked up yeah and he just he just he just wastes everybody yeah i think that would be cool if they wait because unlike in the mandalorian the mandalorian was showing a the mandalorian bounty hunter yeah and he was fucking people up all the time yeah they're now showing a restrained Boba Fett yeah. who's compassionate, who's understanding, who craves community, who wants togetherness. And I want... We saw him in Mandalorian doing shit. Yeah. But I want I, I want to see that only appear when he absolutely has to. I want to know that it's still there. Yeah, that's what it is. I want to know it still exists inside him, that he yeah. can do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I want it to be like this this thing that I'm not really vibing with. I want it to be not that he's just not like that, because that's what it seems, is that he's just not very good at his job. But I really want it to be like he was just finding his new footing, but he is still very good. He's just choosing not to be that or something. I don't know. But the the other thing with that is like we're, we're seeing a, a new changed Boba Fett, but we never like... He, we saw him so sparingly, we never really got to see the badass Boba That's Fett. That's a good point. It was just our backstory that we filled in. That's that a good point. He's so badass. And now, but now he's changed. It's like, okay, well, he really, he just had a flamethrower and then fell into a pit. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, can we have like a season where he's badass and then he meets the Tusken Raiders or something? Well, I, again, I think they're kind of trying to play it off of, well, you saw what he can do in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I guess I just wish we had more of that. I no, just want I want more badass. I understand. I, there's that. There's the whole. Um, it's like, and, and I definitely don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I'll get fired up and we'll be here forever. And you'll be <laughs> yelling at me to shut up so you can leave. But the scene in um, the scene in the Last Jedi, uh huh, <laughs> when it's Luke Skywalker, yeah, and Kylo Ren has everybody shoot him, yeah, and then he does this stupid. <laughs> 1995 let me dust off the shoulder dust yeah. the dirt off my shoulder real quick and how much more badass it would have been if he then just unhooked his cape or something yeah. or just took out the lightsaber and then just turned like no music just everything faded away you hear the dust settling <laughs> in the sand and then you just see him like unhook it you just hear the unhook and then, and then he just turns on and then he, he takes waits. a stance <laughs> that would be so like a much- samurai yes that would have been so badass yeah. if that was the case and by the way if you didn't know yep. the original trilogy style of fighting was based off of the samurai positions yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is because why when he holds the uh the the blade overhead yeah. that's uh, uh my chet told me this my friend chet that is the power that is the power offense position yeah exactly when it's overhead because you're opening up everything as a as a as a target yeah so it's just come on you want to hit me? Yeah, I have no so defense. I can cut you in half. But yeah, but it's because you're confident <laughs> in your ability to attack and, yeah. and kill. And then you have the behind, yeah. Which you saw a lot, I think, in Clone War. In the Clone War series, you saw I forgot who did it a lot. I don't know if it was Ahsoka Tano who did it or if it was Luke. Well, Ahsoka had the Daito and Shoto. Yes, but the blade behind is for defense because yeah. that's the counter. Yeah. And then you have the standard, which is the like in front. 
like the one you, you typically see when they they have it in front, like they're leaning yeah, forward. Yeah, exactly. So like the the dual stance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The two hand like the iconic Luke Skywalker yeah. pose from uh, Return of the Jedi. That's the yes. standard stance. That's like the neutral stance for yeah, everything because yeah, yeah. you can do the majority of things. It's I I yeah. That's another rabbit hole that I could go down yes, for an hour but, of like all the sword fighting stuff. Yes, but think and of, then you get to episode three and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sent you the one with the Naboo security guards. Did I send you that video? Uh, maybe. The Naboo security guards watching uh, watching Obi-Wan and Darth Maul fight. Have I sent oh, you that? Yeah. And it's jo- oh, oh. John Anik, Daniel Cormier, and yeah. Joe Rogan. And it's just them screaming and like... Watching on the security cameras. <laughs> yeah, very And it's good. the same. It's like, dun, 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 dun. And- oh, oh. But um yeah, I like going back to that point, that would have been much more a show, in my opinion, of the true power band that we've always suspected of Luke Skywalker. Granted, it was a projection, which I'm not to go on that tangent is a completely different power band yeah. to touch. But that would have looked and implied that just as much as if we saw it would have been more dramatic yeah. yes well i think the the shoulder flick was just it was so cringy when it was happening but yes. i think that was just him doing whatever he can to piss off kylo the most and i think that pissed him off more <laughs> than your badass description would have which i think your badass description is probably more true to luke but he wasn't in come fight me he was more in like because <laughs> he wanted to like rile him up um which was also very unlikely. That was still, I will say this about Last Jedi, that was still one of the, I hated that movie. <laughs> I fucking hated that movie for the most part. Yeah. My tune has changed. I don't hate it as much. Sure. I still dislike it. Sure. But that scene is still, a. F- it's, it's the one pat on the back that that movie fucking gives me. The fire everything on this man? No, the, the just the fact that that was a force projection. Oh, yeah. Because, again, in the lore of Star Wars, the only one who could force project that far to that extent was a Sith Lord. Yeah. And they used to do it for fleet projections and star battles. Oh, To yeah. give the, like, oh, we only have, th- like, you send three Star Destroyers, you give the illusion of eight. Yeah, Right, yeah. and you just immediately force them to retreat or to yeah, surrender. Exactly. yeah. And the fact that he did that across planets, solar systems. Yes. And yeah. he was able to talk and yeah. hold up this whole fucking <laughs> yeah. like mirage for however long he did it. Yeah. It was nice because you see him as this hermit of just, this is Luke Skywalker, you know, like in the books and comic books, he's, he's a Jedi master and he's, yeah. he's got the blood of the chosen and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then it's just, he's a fucking hermit yeah. sucking on titty milk. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> And then that's the mic drop. Yes, exactly. That's and then the mic drop was finally just oh, he is that level. And we thought like, <laughs> yeah. like that was just so cool that they did it. It was, very, it was like his Yoda moment. Yes, yes. <laughs> that we got to see finally. Like oh, that's what we always thought and talked about and, and hoped for. Yeah. And you gave it to us. Thank you for that one little pat on the back that we were yeah. begging for. You know. Oh, Star Wars. So how many episodes is Book of Boba? Seven. Ooh. Four are out. You've seen three. I've seen four. So we're coming up. I I know now, after episode four, at the end of episode four, I know where it's leading. I know. Are you what excited about it? Five, six, and seven are going to be. Yes. 
I am more excited for the rest of it than I have enjoyed what we've seen so far. Although, like, again, I I loved episode one, and I really loved episode two, actually. Episode two was, like, the train heist, and that's where he, like, learned everything. That's where he learned to fight from the Tusken Raiders. That's where he did the lizard in his nose LSD trip thing. Um, that I thought that was all really, to find really a cool. tree in a desert. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then we learned that like the pikes were messing with stuff. I thought that was all very cool. And then three had some missteps, and then four had some missteps. But then the way four ended, that's like sets up five, six, seven. It's like, oh, I get it. I get like what this season is going to tell the story of, and it. I'm confident that it's going to end in a way that I'm really going to enjoy. So I just really hope I don't have to see another uh, scene of. A chase scene with those fucking bikes. I hope not. I mean, um, we're gonna see those bikes again because they wouldn't have just done that and then that's it. We just get this fruit cart chase scene. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say fruit cart, fruit colored bikes. I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they kind of look like M and M's. I saw them. And I was thinking because you first see them in the dark, and I was just, they're really shiny. <laughs> Like, that's what I was thinking. You're reflecting a lot of moonlight. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I was like, those are very, very shiny. Yeah. Um, they're definitely selling off the fact that they're kids, which I like. Yeah. Um, but those bikes are so shiny. Let me hit you with this. Because uh, this is actually a, a tangent that I, I forgot to finish earlier. You said they don't belong on Tatooine. I would love that if they were in, like, Coruscant. Or something Those like bikes? That. Yeah, or some yeah. like seedy underbelly city. They would make more sense. Like basically like the city from like the cyberpunk video game. Like those exist out there in Star Wars. Yes. Like shady, like the city never sleeps, neon lights. Yes. Crime undergrounds. Yes. And Coruscant. then like some some scooter punks with like modifications. Yes. Hell yeah. Not on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Tatooine is like the poor people planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was what was your reaction when you saw those fucking bikes? Uh that uh Google Keenan Thompson doubt gif. <laughs> that that was your reaction? Yeah, that like squint eyebrow raise. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not alone. I don't yeah. think anybody liked the bikes. I I, I yeah. I also that's another thing that uh, that like I've read the excuse of what they were going for with that and it totally makes sense. They were doing like the mod scene from like the 60s in Britain. It's like, "Oh yeah, then they nailed it. Didn't belong on Tatooine." <laughs> <laughs> you guys did it. It's just not on Tatooine. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, you totally like translated that to Star Wars in the wrong TV show. Yes, in the like, wrong show on the wrong fucking planet. I still just want and I think we're going to get it. But I just want Star Wars to go somewhere else. What do you mean? Give us a new planet with new characters and a new story. As Mandalorian do- did that. Mandalorian kind of did that. They did that. They, they went to like three different planets you never heard of. That yeah no yeah I guess they did that. Mandalorian did that. Mandalorian like did I that. want more of that. And I know we have the the acolyte show coming out. But you're right. It feels new when you have that. Yeah. Instead of the same old kind it's of like environment. The, like we keep what we're praising the show for is like expanding bits of the lore. But they're like expanding like the shit in Jabba's basement. Like, <laughs> show me a new fucking planet. Like, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> like. <they're laughs> They're like doing that thing where like 
you write a paragraph and you're like, that's a really cool paragraph. I want more of this. And they do like the little up arrow in between two words and they add a word. And it's like, now this paragraph has one extra word. And you're like, yeah. Can I have a new paragraph? <laughs> Just go do something else. Uh, yeah. I I, uh... I want a Boba Fett in between episode three and six show. I want Boba oh. Fett peak bounty hunter. That's what I want. That for would like be cool. Book two of Boba Fett. It just, it just goes back. Or maybe like book two of Boba Fett. He is successfully running Mos Espa. And now he has to learn these other new lessons. And he has to remember his past of his dark days on the road with Bosk and IG-88. And we go back and we see all that shit. And we just see him at his darkest. But then we learn the lessons that he learned from when he was at his darkest. They still get to show Dum Dum Chris his cool jetpack. He flies up in the air on a jetpack, flips a visor down, and rocket launchers a guy. And then grapple hooks himself to the ground and punches a dude. And then just beep, 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 and just shoots a bunch of dude. It's like, oh, yeah. But then he, like, has nightmares about it. Because, like, whoops, he killed a kid or they something. Were all, like. They were all children, yeah. right? <laughs> We both went the same direction alarmingly quickly. I guess we're close, you know? But then, like, in the future, he learns, like, oh, gotta be, gotta put the safety on when kids are nearby or something. I don't know. You learn on him clicking the safety on his blaster. (laughs) He just, no, but, like, he learns some lesson of, like, he learned from his dark days. But we still get to see him as a badass. Because we're not really seeing him as a badass in either timeline in this show. We're seeing him learn how to fight with a stick. And then we're seeing him soak in stem cell goop. And and be kind of not great at running a city. It's like, yeah, that's a cool evolution of the character that we never really got to meet, but we thought was cool. I was kind of bummed that they brought back a Rancor. I'm not. Because I, I like the scene where they dropped the assassin down, and then they were joking about how they're going to feed the Rancor. Yeah. And then a door opens, and there's nothing there. Yeah. It's just like, it died. That was, that was clever. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I just, um, going back to what you said, that feels like they're just adding back to... Well, it's Jabba's place. There has to be a rancor, you know, because the door drops. So you can't have anything else. (laughs) So there has to be a door drop and a rancor. You're making it sound like that's the writers talking, but I think that's the twins talking. The huts. It's like, hey, you're. But the writers wrote the huts to do that. Yeah, I know, but it makes sense. It's like, yeah, true. It's like the whole Game of Thrones thing, which I know you you'll you'll never watch it and you've never seen it. But like the thing that Game of Thrones did so well is the characters do what the characters would do. Is like that's what made the show so successful. It's like, yeah, the writers wrote them to do that, but the writers easily could have written them not to do what was true. true to you the know, characters. that's a good point. That is, and the, the huts came in and they're like, hey, you have Jabba's palace, and I know the Rancor's dead, so here's our gift. Instead of a a hundred bucks, here's a Rancor. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a a, a bounty. Like a bounty they caught for him or something. like, Mm. Or something, somebody who was trying to kill him. Yeah. And said it was a Rancor and I just was not expecting that. And then it was like, eh, makes sense. Well, I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. And you can't because I'm still not caught up on it. So we should talk about Batman. It, we're no, we're done. <laughs> I, know, That's I, know, next I, know. I would love to talk about Batman, but uh, it's oh, look, the yellow and the garage band is coming up, okay. so we gotta stop before okay. we get there. Okay, but this is so good. next uh, next week we'll do Boba. Actually, More? you know what? Next week I'll make sure I'm caught up on episode five too. Episode five of Boba. Yeah, yeah. So I'll watch four and five. Yeah. So I'll be caught up, and then we'll think, also talk about Batman. I think we'll have a lot to talk about about episode <sighs> five. Um. 
But yeah, we'll we'll finally talk about Batman. Sorry, I was off last week. By the way, everybody. oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. kind of had COVID, but I took three negative tests, so I didn't have COVID. I just had, I think, my first cold in three years, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, that's yeah. So, um, but I have seen Batman. I'm not going to talk about it yet, but we will talk about it next week and episode five of Boba. Sounds good. Welcome back. Thanks. Bye. Peace. repetitive rant about something a maniacal repetitive rant you start and you're like gotta go do it gotta go do it gotta go do it here we go we're gonna do it gotta go do it for like five minutes and it's like all right i don't even know ready when you are but i don't know what i was even like what was i just thinking just singing yeah um gotta give it to him no gotta give it to him i don't know Right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't it's even, gone. I don't even realize what I'm saying. Are we recording? Were you recording at the beginning? We're testing. Or did you, what, at the end of that thing that you were just doing? No, I did not. So Dang. we can't go back and listen. I don't know what Dang. I was saying. Right? Like, that's the thing. I just get, I just get in the zone. Alexa, play the recording that you just made of the last two minutes. <laughs>